It's the success line. This is the place where achievers come to get advice on how to solve business problems and unlock their true potential. Every week, a new listener of the show sits down with success coaching director Ben Fairfield to talk through a roadblock and learn a lesson. Now here he is, Ben Fairfield. Hey everyone, welcome to the success line. It's Ben Fairfield here with you again and today we have the opportunity to dive in with another one of our awesome listeners who's calling in to get help on a challenge they're facing. So today we're joined by Nick. Nick, thank you so much for being on the success line. Hello, Ben. Thank you very much for inviting me and I'm very happy to be with you today. Absolutely. So, so Nick, do us a favor, share with the audience who is Nick uh, and, and what brought you to be on the call today? Okay, so um, I'm going to uh, let you give you two details about me. So I'm Nick. I'm a PhD student in computer science at the University of Edinburgh. Uh, I focus on software analysis and testing, and I also uh, have a bachelor's and a master's degree in the same area of specialization. And I have also worked as a software engineer in the industry. And uh, of course, um, I have also worked as an educator, and I also try to do hobbies uh, such as drums and percussion. This is uh, pretty much about me. Wow. All right. So engineering background. So you are obviously much smarter than I am. So it's an honor to be on here with you today. Uh, so what kind of engineering, Nick? Give us an idea. What, what area of engineering do you specialize in? Uh, my specialization is on software engineering, uh, which means we are working on uh, trying to uh, analyze systems and try to detect bugs and problem problematic situations through automatic analysis. And then we try to uh, find ways to fix those, uh, those bugs and make things uh, better so that we uh, achieve more robust systems and systems that work better and they are safer eventually for uh, the users. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So where in the world are you, Nick? Um, right now, I reside at Edinburgh, at Scotland. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So what time is it there? I'm always curious. What time is it there right now? Uh, right now, it's uh, 6, uh, it's 6 p.m., 6, uh, 10 past 6 p.m., actually. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's, that's dedication after hours. We're really glad that you're here. So, uh, so let's jump in, Nick. So, so you're, you're a, you're a busy guy. You, uh, you're, you're doing engineering. Uh, you're, you're probably, uh, doing a lot of other things. I'm guessing you said you like to play, uh, the drums and you're into percussion. So you have hobbies outside of life. So you have a lot of life happening at once. So, uh, what specifically can we talk about today? That's going to help you the most. Thank you for asking. Um, so actually my question is related to all those things running simultaneously. So in general, uh, nowadays, there are many different aspects that we're called to be successful and excel on and excel on, sorry. And this is ha this happens in a simultaneous manner. There are different career opportunities, different positions, and maybe future plans that run. And uh, there are also uh, other aspects such as interpersonal relationships with friends and family, but also hobbies and side hustles. And uh, my question actually is, what are the best strategies and approaches to optimally work on maximizing productivity, effectiveness, and results on those aspects, but while also achieving a relative balance between them at the same time? <laughs> That's a big question, Nick. That's a really big question, right? And I think it's one that a lot of the listeners probably have found themselves 
uh, asking those around them or maybe asking themselves at the same time. So I'm going to paraphrase what I heard you say. You tell me if this is spot on. But uh, to, to boil this down, what I hear you asking is, how do I get to peak performance, peak efficiency in all areas of my life while still having balance? Is that a fair uh, synopsis of what you're asking there? Yes, it is. And of course, I understand that it's um, too broad. And uh, if we could find one solution, it would be like something the Holy Grail. But <laughs> I understand and I'm trying to get the best out of it, actually. But yes, this is my question. Okay. All right. So, Nick, uh, before before we go forward, I like to usually go back. So so tell me, if you will, what, what led to that question coming to the forefront? What made you think of, of asking that specific question? Because I'm guessing that you're like me and a lot of the other listeners that life is based on experience for you. So what uh, what experience or, or what's led to you wanting to find a solution here? Okay. So um, in general, I try to do many things, as you mentioned. And as I try to do those things, I have realized, I have come to realize that each one of them requires a serious amount of effort, time, and resources to put on. And while you add those things again and again, and you have two or three and more things, it does not increase linearly, but I could say it increases exponentially. So it's much more difficult as you add things to keep everything in a balance and try to be effective on all aspects at the same time. So I am curious and I'm trying to find ways to maximize this efficiency. And this is why I actually came to, to ask this question eventually. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, uh, so again, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some more questions, Nick. I hope you're ready. Uh, so, so tell us about your, what's your, uh, what's your personal life look like in the sense of, uh, who else is, is wanting or needing your time? Do you have a significant other or, or kids or parents or other family members or, you know, what does that side of your life look like? And, and what are the, the, the time requirements there look like? Uh, right now I do not, uh, have, um, a reservation and uh, I'm not reserved towards this direction. I'm not, I'm not married. I don't have children, but uh, although I'm still away from my country right now, because I study, I try my best in order to keep in contact with friends and family and try to be supportive maybe, and uh, show my compassion and love, even though I am far away. So this is again, a challenging aspect and um, I'm trying to, to even invest uh, on that. Okay, my awesome. Family, of course. Awesome. So, so wanting to be able to have the white space and the time to invest in those relationships—is that what you're saying? It's one of the aspects, actually. I always try to reach out, but uh, it's not always easy, as there are many things that are running on, and even contacting with friends and family and, and keeping in contact sometimes can be challenging. The schedule can be very busy. And uh, I try my best, of course, but it's one aspect that, of course, needs even more improvement. Sure, sure. Okay, so so let me ask you, Nick how are you how are you managing your time currently? Okay, uh, in general, I try to be very organized. I keep schedules, and I try to keep notes uh, for each day. I usually make a, a week planning beforehand. And I try to write down notes, but at the same time be flexible for new things uh, coming up. I try to prioritize in general. Um, but at times, even this prioritization, I can see that it can come off schedule due to urgent things and uh, other stuff. Uh, but th this is pretty much the way I organize beforehand. 
Okay. So what is your, what does a typical day look like in the life of Nick as far as time constraints? Like when you start the day and where, when you end the day and what happens in the middle? Just an overview. What does that typically look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I start the day early in the morning. I, I wake up and first of all, I try to, I check my task list and then I take one, one by one, each one of them. I try to eliminate those that are quick as fast as possible. And I actually, for each one of the tasks, there are two things that I consider. One is if it's quick and another thing is the priority highness, how high it's on my priority list. And I try to eliminate them, all uh, all of them. And if I see that something of that cannot be eliminated or cannot be achieved the day, I have a special note that I say, this is considered but not complete today. So I put this note and I make sure that I move it at another point in the future in time that it's plausible that I can complete it. Okay. All right. So you've got a, you're using a system at the moment, it sounds like, right, to, to manage the use of the time because I think you understand better than anyone that, that I've talked to in a while how time is a resource and, and it's finite and we can't create more of it, right? So we mm-hmm. have to do our best to intentionally manage it. So you've got a system in place. You're, you're working that system. You're tracking what's getting your time. Um, and yet we're still asking this question, right? So that tells me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that tells me that, uh, that you're still finding yourself short of time uh, for the things you would choose at the end of the day. Is that, is that what you're experiencing? Um, yes, actually. Uh, what I see is I have come to a point that there is a, there is a balance, that there is a, an effectiveness, but I understand intuitively that I can increase it even further and I'm trying ways to explore and increase this kind of, uh, of uh, interaction and effectiveness. Absolutely. So, so Nick, I, I want to ask, have you ever heard of something called the Pareto Principle? Yes, yes, I have, I have heard of that. So just for those listening, if they aren't familiar like you are, uh, the Pareto principle, Pareto was an economist in Italy a long time ago, and he observed his country and he saw that, that there was this correlation uh, across a lot of different things in life, but there was a correlation. And, and what stood out to him first was that 80% of the wealth resided with 20% of the people. And so he went off on this study and, and he took years. It was his life's work. And, and what we came away from that with, you and I get to benefit and everyone listening get to benefit from his work with, is that the understanding that, that things are not created equal. And what I mean by that is the things we invest or give our time to, they're not all created equal. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what he discovered was that 80% of our time produces 20% of our results and vice versa, 20% of what we do produces 80% of our results. And so it, it speaks to the importance of gaining extreme clarity on what we call the 20% activities. What are the things that are most predictive of me accomplishing my goal? Now, now this is a, a short time that we have today together, right? And if we were working in a relationship, this would be an ongoing conversation. But it, it really starts first with you, I think, gaining clarity over what's most important. Because in a sea of good things we lose the ability to pick out the great things. And so you've got a system, you're, you're managing your time. It sounds like you have a system that's better than I would say most people listening to this already, right? So that's huge, that's step one, that's congratulations. Now comes the hard part. Now you've managed that process and you've got a lot of good things. And here's what I want you to know, Nick, saying yes to a few great things requires saying no to a lot of good things. And so I'm guessing you're probably going to be up against this point now where you have to start deciding 
which of these good things have to get pushed down the ladder as well. Doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean I'm never going to go back to them, but they're just not the most important right now. Mm-hmm. And this process of refining and, and deciphering which is which is, is, is not an easy process. It's not a quick process. And it's an incredibly rewarding process. But because we know is all of our activities not created equal. So, so Nick, let me ask you another question. If, if we were having the same conversation a year from today, Fast forward a year, let's say that in that year's time, at that conversation, you feel 100%, you feel like you've got it dialed in, you've found this balance that you're looking for, you, you feel like you've got a handle on the management of your time at a, at a higher level than you do now. Tell me what's changed. What does that look like in a year versus what you see today? Okay, based on how I have uh, planned things and how uh, I progress through life, I can see... Um, much more experience gained, of course. I can see many things achieved. And eventually, I, since I, um, I plan for each week and I do small things, I can see that I will have bigger things that they will be achieved eventually from the small things. So since I try to achieve small and small things, each one of, the, of these things add up and eventually I will have uh, results on bigger things. It might be... Uh, for instance, since I do a PhD, it leads to, to a number of publications, possibly to results. It can lead to a better way of managing um, um, things that that come uh, that come along. Uh, it could be multifaceted, actually. But uh, since I follow the approach of uh, of achieving the small things until I reach the big picture, I can see that there will definitely be a progress to all of those aspects. And this is what I'm trying to maximize, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, Nick, I, I, I can't uh, thank you enough for, for wanting to be here because I think so many people listening either have felt this way, are currently feeling this way, or they're about to be in the same situation you're in, right? Because no matter what, we always get to this point of having to reassess, re-audit how we're, our, we're spending our time, investing our time, what we're giving our time and energy and effort to. And these are where, this is where it gets hard. It's really easy on the front end. Well, I know I'm not going to go do that thing because this is priority, but now you've got a list of what feels like priorities. And now it's like, how do I decipher which is truly the priority and which I need to set still or set aside for now? I'll I'll share another story with you, Nick, and I hope this this finds you well and helps uh, because this really helped me kind of connect the dots here because I've been where you are multiple times and And here's the deal. The fact that you're here tells me that you're growing. And that's something to be celebrated in and of itself. The fact that you're having to make those decisions and that you don't have a bunch of free time to just hang out on the couch, that means you're on a growth trajectory. So there's growth happening there. It's right where you want to be. But a mentor shared this story with me a long time ago. He said, in life, everything that we could potentially give our time to is either a rubber bouncy ball or it's a ball made of glass. When I drop the rubber bouncy ball, it's going to bounce. It'll be just fine. It'll eventually find its way back to me. It's not going to be damaged. And I can always continue to use that or give attention to it over time. However, the glass ball, when it hits the ground, it shatters. And there is no putting it back together. You can't completely put it back together in its original form. And so the job of of any achiever, which you are clearly, the job of any person on a growth trajectory is to start and begin to identify which of those things that will bounce and which ones will shatter. That's actually very insightful and very, very interesting. 
it's it's actually amazing to see that how things can be simplified to that manner to even have things that as you say can rubber bounds i mean have something achieve progress but again if you miss a part of it but you can regain it and uh, it's very important to understand that there are things in life that if you miss them eventually there can be a problem or there can be problematic situations coming out of them so that's a very very interesting insight and thank you for sharing it with me absolutely nick so i i would encourage you as you're you're looking over all the things that are are wanting your time competing for your time competing for your attention on energy to, to anchor that analogy and think through, is is this one of those things that will bounce and it will be okay later, or is this one that will shatter? Because what I, I know, Nick, is that none of us, none of us get out of this thing called life alive, and none of us are going to get to the end of this life and wish we had put more time in the things that would have bounced. We're going to wish we had put more time in the things that would have shattered. We want to put more time into those essential things, the non-negotiable things. And and I would not purport to know what those are for you. Uh, but the exercise at this point, my suggestion is that you you audit that list again. You see which things will shatter. You know, our relationships, the people around us, they're not guaranteed to be with us tomorrow, just like we're not guaranteed to be here tomorrow. Those things, those things are priceless. Those things uh, we hold closely or should. Uh, the other things will be there. And it doesn't mean we don't do them, but you're at an incredibly pivotal point where you've got to audit and decide which things warrant and demand attention now and which things need to be put just to the side. Not that I'm not going to find them again, not that they're going to be forgotten, but which things are going to be put to the side. Uh, in your, your opening uh, statement there, you talked about balance, Nick. And I think for me, uh, I was always searching for this early as well. I was searching for this optimal balance because, uh, you know, you've, you've got a wonderful luxury of, of and, and I mean this in the sense that it's not extra layers competing, but um, you, don't, you don't have a family yet, right? So, and you don't have that layer of complexity and people wanting extra time, right? So my, my point is this only gets more complex as life does. And so kudos to you for wanting to figure this out now. Because this is a lesson that will continually be learned uh, over time. What I found is that this thing of balance that I was searching for turned out to be a myth. And that there was no such thing as balance. And in reality, the world is set up in the sense of counterbalance. Now, you're an engineer, and I know ex you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Uh, counterbalance is what we need to be looking through the lens of. Counterbalance is the reality of how achievers accomplish big things. Because if we're always striving for this perfect balance, the only thing that we achieve is burnout for ourselves because we're trying to be too many places at once, too many things to too many people, and we likely don't take the time to pour into ourselves. So mm -hmm. my, my challenge for you in this is find the ways that you can counterbalance. Saying yes to one thing automatically requires you and I to say no to something else. So we can either fight that, which a lot of people do. They don't like the thought of having to say no to something. They fight this concept. Or we can embrace it and say, okay, if I say no to something now, it doesn't mean no forever. It just means no for now. Because I'm choosing to say yes to this for now. And when we use that, that phraseology, when we use those words intentionally, and we're very careful with how we speak about it, that I'm choosing this and I'm saying no to this, all of a sudden it makes what I'm saying yes to that much more impactful and important because I'm owning both. I'm owning what I'm saying yes to 
and I'm owning what I'm saying no to. Thank you very much for, for sharing this. And it's actually very, very interesting and very powerful for me. Um, I just want to add to what you say that uh, my thought is it's, I'm happy to see things growing and even the complexity of things growing because I understand that things, as things come to life, those, this kind of complexity will grow and this is healthy and there would be much and much more responsibilities and there, are much, there will be much and much more things to add and be responsible for. But I, what I want to achieve is as they grow, as they come to a larger extent, it, the distinction between the goodness of things and the excellence of things might, be, might not be that of distinguishable. And I will explain what I mean. You might reach a point that there might be things that are excellent for many people that are excellent, but you might exceed this point and it might, you might have to reject those things and there must be a way to distinguish between them. And this is what I'm trying to do maybe beforehand, before I get to add a more and more experience. I want to find a mechanism in order to distinguish those things and eventually to maximize productivity and protect the things that can shatter from the things that can bounce back. Absolutely, Nick. And this is a life, you just said it, it's a lifelong process, right? We, we never get to the point where we're just amazing at this and it's not a one and done to your point. You're exactly right. This is something that is ongoing because as we grow as people, as we grow in impact, as we grow in, in our role at our job and in all the other things in life that we show up in, the complexity grows with it. And so it's an incredibly important skill to, to begin mastering right now uh, because we know it only becomes more difficult to distinguish between those things that will bounce and those things that will shatter. So, uh, so based on all of this, Nick, uh, I'd, I'd love to to know what are what are your thoughts about what are you going to do with this, and how do you take this conversation and make it practical uh, to move you forward and to make you better equipped than when you showed up. Okay, so what I'm thinking as a first step is to take each one of the priorities that I have, each one of the things that I'm thinking and pass all of them through the filter that you sent between bouncing and between shuttering. So I will have to, of course, I try to generally and intuitively evaluate it until today, but I will have to take each one of them in detail and say, okay, this thing is very, very important. This thing's important to me, but it can bounce back while other things that are also very, very important those things can shatter and I will increase the priority of the things that can shatter between those that can bounce. So uh, I love that. So the first step you said is, and I'm just clarifying, make sure I heard it correctly. The first step is reviewing all the things and distinguishing mm -hmm. one versus the other shatter or bounce. And I think that's fantastic. So once you identify those things uh, that, that will shatter, those things that you decide uh, you, you're choosing to, to say yes to, what do you do with those things to ensure that they get your time and that you, you keep the, uh, the things that can bounce and you can come back to later separated from uh, the things you want to, what you're choosing to invest your time in now? Okay. So, um, first of all, one thing that it's important to achieve growth is I will have uh, to check all to actually for each one of those things to see what, what they required in order to excel. So for each one of the important things, I will have to check what, it, what they require, even if it's knowledge, even if it's resources, even if it's time, ultimately, which is probably be needed. And I would, I, would uh, sorry, I will try to invest 
further on uh, with time and resources on those uh, specific areas so that they increase. And as I see them grow and they come to a point that they are effective and I'm sure that they are in a, in a good way and that, that they are in a growing uh, tra- trajectory, sorry again, uh, then I'm going to also consider the things that can bounce back that are also very important. And then I could try to add us uh, to prioritize them and, of course, add them to schedule, but by preserving the important things uh, that they, are, they have the utmost importance, of, of course. Yeah. Nick, you, you, uh, I think you should be the host of this show. You just did an awesome job there. You just nailed it. Because what we know is we, we can't accomplish something that we can't measure. And what you're talking about is I'm going to say these are the things. These are the priorities. These are the things that I'm choosing to give my time to. And then what you said is key is you're going to measure whether that was the right decision or not. You're going to measure the effectiveness of, of the time spent there. Is it getting you the desired outcome and the return you're looking for? Because how else do we know if we need to adjust if we aren't constantly looking to measure and modify? So I think that's fantastic. The, the last thing I would share with you, Nick, that's helped me tremendously I don't know if you're familiar with a man named Jim Rohn, but he, he's an incredible trainer, uh, incredible motivational speaker, and just was an insightful man all around. Uh, and one thing that he talked about, and you've alluded to part of it, he talked about the fact that tomorrow starts today. And he used this example. He said, Nick, if you were going to come build me a house, you wouldn't build the house and then draw up the plans. That would just be crazy, right? We all understand that. Yet that's how most people are going through life. That's how most people, even in this situation, they decide what they want to give their time to. They make the decision and that's the stopping point. And what he's saying is if, if we're going to be absolutely at peak effectiveness and efficiency, which is one of the things you're wanting to, to be, if we're going to, to be the best we can in each area of our lives, that starts then with preparing for our day, our week, our month, and our year before we get there. Having the plans drawn up before we put the first piece of wood on site and, and swing the hammer for the first time, right? Having it mapped out and planned out. And something, a discipline that, that I learned from him years ago, and I still do to this day, is time blocking. And so he mm-hmm. blocks out his day, and I'm sure you do the same, but he blocks out his day ahead of time, leaves room for white space. He leaves room for life to happen. But what hits the calendar before anything else are those items that he decided are things that could shatter. Those things that he decided will absolutely get his time because he knows that if he just does those things every day, he's going to become the person he chooses to become, accomplish what he wants to accomplish, and he'll, he'll be on path for the life he's designing rather than be on the path of the life by default where a lot of people find themselves. So, Nick, uh, any last thoughts, any ideas, ahas, takeaways uh, from what we've talked about, I want to make sure this was of tremendous value to you. Thank you very much, man. And actually, it has been uh, of, of tremendous value. And um, this discussion gave me the assurance that um, I have to work towards a specific direction and uh, to that prioritizing the things that matter uh, over the things that, again, matter, but they also cannot be lost um, if we set them back. Those, those kind of distinction is, is the aha moment and it's very, very important for me. Of course, I knew it intuitively. I don't try to uh, go 100% to one thing and zero to another thing. I always try to value things, but setting specific priorities for things that are, cannot be reversed, if I could say, it's very important. 
I try to do it until today. I try for, for instance, things like friends and family. I always try to value it. I always try to, to have the contact. But um, this, this discussion today will lead me to, for all aspects, apart for this and for other things that are also very important, to evaluate them and consider. And even this categorization, if I, if I can do it explicitly, make even a list for that, can help me distinguish things and uh, go further in life uh, using this uh, principle. So thank you very much for, uh, for our discussion. Thank you very much. Well, Nick, thank you so much for, for being on the success line. It was awesome talking with you. And uh, what we know is our priorities in life are always reflected in how we spend our time. So our calendars are a great place to see what's most important. And Nick, I'm excited to see what you do with this and uh, just appreciate the time talking with you today. I really appreciate uh, the time that you gave me today. And thank you very much for our discussion. Uh, it's been a pleasure, really. Likewise, Nick. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your day as well. Thank you. What an awesome, awesome conversation. Now, if you're listening to this, I know that means you're likely an entrepreneur, you're likely an achiever. And so that tells me that you have a lot of things pulling on you and wanting your time. You understand that people that achieve at extremely high levels are bound by the same time that you have. They're bound by the confines of the same 24 hours of every day that you have. So what allows them to accomplish things that to some of you may seem wild, crazy, and unexplainable? The way they are able to accomplish those things, the, the reason that they get to the level that they're at is because they've learned very, very effectively how to manage and utilize their time. Time is an infinite resource. It's the one thing we cannot create any more of. And it's also one of the things that most entrepreneurs and achievers do a poor job of managing. Understand that saying yes to anything absolutely demands saying no to multiple other things. Time management and achievement is about deciphering through and being able to say yes to a few great things while saying no to a number of good things. It's not about being busy. It's not about doing all the things. It's not about saying yes to everything and everyone. It's growing the skill set, developing the habit, and building the muscle of being able to know what to say yes to, what to give your time to, that will make all the difference in the world for you. Understanding that when we set our priorities, when we allocate our time, when we time block to the 20% activities, the things we deem to be most important, that's only the beginning because then we have to check our hypothesis. Then we have to measure to see if it was the appropriate decision. And if not, the beauty is you can make another decision. Learn how to use your time at the most effective level possible and you will achieve things far beyond the realm of what you ever thought possible. That's it for today's success line. Be sure to come back here every week where you hear real conversations with real entrepreneurs, real listeners, sharing challenges and obstacles they're facing that we get to tackle together. Until next week, I'm your host, Ben Fairfield. Be sure to connect with me on social media, follow Success Magazine on social as well, and we'll see you here on the success line next week. 
If you're interested in receiving free coaching on a future episode, go to success.com slash success line guest. This has been a success podcast. Head over to success.com slash podcasts to hear more just like it.